Everybody ready? Is the music going to play? I love the music. Well, that, that, I, that's post-production. Hey, everybody. I'm Eugene Driscoll. Welcome to Valley Naval Gazing, which is heard on 103.5 FM in New Haven and on valleyindie.org and on iTunes and on SoundCloud and wherever you might listen to podcasts. That's not my problem. I'm here with constant co-host, Valley Indie reporter, Ethan Leland Fry. Bonjour. And our guest making a return appearance. He hasn't been on in quite a while, especially in podcast form. Seymour First Selectman, Kurt Miller. Hello, hello, hello. We have a lot to talk about, so let's get right to it. The town of Seymour, on November 8th, has... Election Day. Election Day. Right. So does Oxford, Derby, Shelton, and Sonia. You guys got some bonding coming up. You're asking permission from residents to borrow about $6 million to Correct. fix roads and to fix buildings. Correct. It would be phase two of our uh, road improvement plan. We sent the town engineer out to review every single road in Seymour. We have about 285 roads. He reviewed everyone, put a ranking system together, and then we broke it into uh, roughly three $10 million phases. Uh, this would be a chunk of part of that phase. And then the one and a half million. Let's stick with the four point. Okay. I don't mean, I'm sorry no, to no, interrupt, no, no, but no. let's uh, let's make it easily digestible for uh, people like me who have a hard time with numbers and following all this. It's uh, you're appropriating four point five million. Or asking for permission. Four, and that's for and there's a, there's a uh, a document on the town of Seymour website under meetings and agendas where you can actually get a ton of information Correct. on what the town wants to do. Uh, the four point five million is described in a document called the Town of Seymour Roadway Conditions and Recommendations Report. Uh, and that's cited figure one of that report. So you have $10 million total that you want to do, but this is a $4.5 million chunk. Do you know which roads um, Off the top being... of my head, I don't. The, the selectmen went through, and based on the rankings that were given to us from uh, the town engineer... I'm we were able you, to I'm identify you, I, yeah. some roads. I mean, we're going to start off with some of the roads that um, had not been finished during the last process. So if you, over in the French Park area, we did some of the roads. We did half. So we did the roads that go one way. Now we're going to do the roads that go the other way. Uh, so, you know, your Robert Street and roads like that. Yeah, is there anywhere online where people can look up uh, exactly what roads will be tackled? Because I know that the, the, the meeting notice that I read mm -hmm. from uh mentions figure one but it, are all those roads gonna be there done should, in this there's one? a section on the website that has this listed that you should okay. be able to go in and check to see if your roads get to see done. the roads that are in there now some things have changed <coughs> since this was actually put out um, we found well one of the things the way it's set up though it's set up 2017 2018 and 2019 oh right i'm looking right at that i didn't see that before yeah, yeah if okay. if we get more value for lack of a better term in 2017 we will start doing roads in 2018 sooner some of the roads that we have in 2017 bungay road and mountain road specifically are eligible for what's known as the LOTSEP program which is the old federal transportation program which we've applied uh, we're going to be applying excuse me for both mountain road and bungay road so if we can get those two roads done through the LOTSEP program, it's going to take about $2.5 million off the program, which is going to allow us to start working in 2018, maybe into 2019. We're currently doing uh, a Holbrook Road. 
is in the process of LOTSEP. We're just waiting for final approvals. But, you know, the LOTSEP program is designed for those bigger ticket two, $3 million roads. Okay. You can leave that on, Ethan. Don't worry about it. That's our scanner in the background. We're a working newsroom. Those things happen. If you hear bells and whistles, that's uh, police or fire responding uh, for a call for service. But, all right, so I'm looking at 2017 in that figure one, recommended roadway replacement and drainage improvement schedule. I'm just going to run through the roads uh, real quickly that I think sure. are, it, it seems like these are the roads, uh, judging by what you said, that, that are scheduled to be done. Uh, is it Rene Road? How do you say yep, it? Rene oh. Road. Rene Road, yep. R-E-N-N-A-Y. DeForest Street, First Street? Well, actually, DeForest, First, um, and then uh, the other roads downtown uh, are actually going to be done in the next couple weeks. The only, we're not going to do Bank Street, and we're not going to do Columbus Street. Okay. But we're going to redo the rest of the sidewalks. Is that because the construction's happening there? Or? Right, correct. Okay. Correct. So we'll wait, and we'll do those in the spring. Um, but we'll do, you know, DeForest... Um, like I said, First Street and everything else. So we want to, you know, we're making a push to clean up the rest of downtown. We just spent about four hundred thousand dollars redoing a lot of the sidewalks with the downtown, or excuse me, with the Main Street Investment Grant. So we want to finish that project off um, by investing the rest of the money that's necessary. Okay, and of course, for these to happen, it has to be approved by voters November eighth. No, no. For, for the downtown work, we have we have that budgeted. Okay. So that's all set. For what you see in front of you, what Eugene is looking at, the 2017, 18, and 19 work, that needs to be approved by the residents through the bond issue. Okay. And the bond issue, like, like you had mentioned, would be $4.5 million, and that'll get us through all of 2017 and then into 2018. The rest of that will continue to attack with our proactive account, which we have about, uh, about two to $250,000 a year towards that. And we're projecting another bond issue based on the way our debt service is designed in two years. To another vote to another pay five more million. Roads. Yep. Okay. Because we're gonna as our debt falls off, we're gonna keep reinvesting in our infrastructure. French Street, Spruce Street, Robert Street, North Main Street, mm -hmm. the Mountain Road you had mentioned before yep. could come off. That could be taken care of through another pot of money. Yep. Uh, West Church Street, uh, and Colony Road. Uh, and then it says Shaden to town line as the road section of Colony Road. Mm -hmm. So those are all the 2017 ones. Yeah, we've, we've done about two-thirds of Colony Road already. This would be the final third that we didn't, we didn't do two years ago. Gotcha. What happens if voters reject this question? We go back to the drawing board. Um, we start working on the proactive account or using the proactive money. We'll continue to do roads, but just not as quickly as we had anticipated. But again, the thing I want to stress is the way this is designed is as debt is coming off, we're putting debt back on. So we're keeping our, our debt service level, but at the same time, we're constantly reinvesting in our infrastructure. And so it's not, it's not going to affect your tax rate? No. It, it stays as is? It's, that's it's actually going to go down um, because of the advantage we have with having a, a higher bond rating, you know, the AA+, plus, which is the uh, highest in the Valley, I like to proudly say. Um, Wait, higher than Shelton? It's tied with Shelton. Tied with Shelton, okay. So... Um, higher than Ansonian Derby. I'd like to just throw that out there for my friends in Ansonian Derby. Um, you know, that's given us the opportunity to borrow money at lower rates. And because of our, our, what we have, we've been able to refinance um, some of our debt. We did that last year. There's going to be another opportunity this spring to do more refinancing. Again, just like you would with your mortgage. I mean, rates come down, you want to refinance your mortgage. So we're going to take advantage of that. That's going to give us more flexibility but allow us to do this work and at the same time give some tax relief to the residents. Okay, that's $4.5 million for some of the roads I just mentioned and, and more. 
And there is a special town meeting scheduled for <coughs> November 2nd. Uh, 2016, uh, and I'm reading from just the legal notice from the town mm -hmm. website, a special town meeting of the electors and citizens qualified to vote in town meetings of the town of Seymour, Connecticut, will be held on Tuesday, November 1st, 2016 at 6.30 p.m. in the Norma Drummer Room at Seymour Town Hall uh, to consider the resolutions that we're talking about. How does that's uh, Why does that have to happen? That's just the way Seymour government works? Yep, same process as we go through every year with the budget where we have the town meeting. Um, town meeting needs to come together to move whatever we're going to vote on forward to the referendum vote. So we'll have that meeting at 6.30. If we don't have 50 residents um, who come to the meeting, we don't have a formal quorum. At that point, the selectmen will act in lieu of special town meeting, and they'll move the question forward to the budget, the f or excuse me, to the election the following Tuesday. Will there just be one ballot question saying, or will it be divided into roads and Two, improvements? Yep. Yeah, okay. there'll be one question for roads, one question for buildings. So that's the $4.5 million in road improvements that could be coming to Seymour, or will be happening one way or the other. Uh, then the other issue that we're talking about is $1.5 million, and the resolution describes it as uh, for cost with respect to all or a portion to be determined by the Board of Selectmen and various town boards, blah, 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 for school facility repairs and improvements described in a document entitled Town of Seymour Priority List of Building repairs yes so uh, I have that budget also in front of me uh, so that's 1.5 million it looks like in town hall full window replacement uh, with lower e vinyl clad windows mm -hmm. exterior door replacements HVAC system uh, replacements oh, those are yep. all accurate yep. okay and it's great you can look this all up online people like Seymour really does a good job getting this stuff out there and these are all, I'm, I'm, I'll read some more for, and correct me if any of these are wrong, uh, library replacement of exterior windows, uh, repair of concrete walks, repair of a structural column in the basement of the Seymour Library. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some water damage in the library, it looks like, that they're going to be fixing. Moving on to the police station, you want to repair flat roofs and roof drainage, uh, repair some more water damage there. You need to repair or replace an existing handicap wrap, uh, ramp, excuse me. Uh, and then at the community center, you're testing uh, oil tanks for LEDs, replacing aging oil. I'm sorry, that's I never, is that supposed to say leaks? Oil tanks for leaks. Leaks, yes. All right, a little typo there. Yeah. And then uh, replacing some oil tanks, possibly. Uh, so that is that pretty much the. Uh, yeah, that's the the main gist of it. We put last year. I charged um, a specific group of people to come together as the what we call our standing building committee. Uh, these folks are all hand-picked because they have professional experience. They're engineers. They're architects. Um, you know, they work in the trades field. I asked them to look at the four major buildings that the town has, that being the library, police department, town hall, and the community center, not counting the, the fire stations because those are taken care of by, um, by the firemen themselves. But to look at those four specific buildings and come back and tell me what needs to be done to bring these buildings up to snuff. Unfortunately, over the last 20 years or so, we've always used a Band-Aid approach. We've never really heavily invested in our infrastructure, and the problem we're having is with these old buildings are all starting to fall apart. So I asked them to put together a plan of how we can start to bring these buildings back, and if we could take one big swing at it, what would we do? So that's what this plan is. The town has $150,000 a year that it puts aside just for major building work. This will be the first year, fiscal year 17, that we've done that, and my goal is to increase that by 50000 a year over the next five or six years to get that up to four or five hundred thousand where we can each year 
maintain our buildings the proper way. Um, as you know, the more you ignore these things, the more expensive they become down the road. So we're going to fix things, we're going to fix them right, and then we're going to maintain them properly so we don't have these problems. And I would think I've seen in other towns when, uh, you know, every year when the town's trying to do that budget and keep that uh, mill rate level or perhaps decrease, these are the type of services that get usually dropped off Correct. Uh, pretty quickly. Correct. Uh, and then, so those were the, you had mentioned the four main buildings, Seymour Town Hall, the library, the police station, and the community center. And then there's a second document. No, no. There's a second, <laughs> second page of the document. It says uh, secondary priority funding, and it lists like public works department replacement of diesel tanks and pumps, oil, water separator. Are those things that will be done? In the, is that part of this? The, well, it's, it's part of it. If there, again, if we can get all this work done for less than the $1.5 million and there's extra money available then these would be the next projects in line, or we can use that proactive money that we have each year put aside to attack some of these things year over year. So what I, what I want to have, just like everything else, is a plan in place that if I'm not the first selectman tomorrow, whoever is the first selectman the day after that picks these plans up and keeps right on running. We're not going to keep reinventing the wheel. You know, This is the way Seymour does business now, and I want that to continue long after I'm first selectman. Very interesting. So th there's a punch list ready to go mm -hmm. uh, of everything that needs to be done. Because, uh, I mean, these are not Republican or Democratic things. There's nothing political about fixing your buildings. Um, this is the plan they need to follow. The financing is set. They just need to, to move forward with it. So, And how do you spread the word uh, to let people know? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, it's hard to get people engaged uh, to talk about paving the roads and, and doing maintenance of, of town buildings, at least from our perspective as uh, online news guys, you know, we, we see the data and what mm -hmm. people click and all that stuff. So are there any plans to marry this issue with maybe cute kitten photos or anything like that? <laughs> any, any I don't know. <laughs> How do you spread the word? I, you know, I think we'll go the usual uh, course. We'll put a lot of things out on social media as we start to get closer. Uh, town's Facebook page, uh, town's website. We'll probably do a code red call or two just to get the information out there and to let people know that these are taking events or taking place. But I think the biggest thing is the word of mouth from the residents. I think they've seen the impact of what we've done so far. I think the vast majority of residents are happy with what they're seeing. And I think word of mouth is honestly the best way to get that information out to remind people that they need to get out and vote and the importance. And if you look at these roads that we're doing, a lot of them are the main roads roads that people are going to be impacted by or specific areas so hopefully that should that should help so and as ethan lets out a groan yeah, no I, I was just sorry uh exhaling but i was going to say um the the thinking behind a lot of these ansonia's doing one too is you know a presidential election year is when you're going to get the most people voting generally yeah so that you know towns seem to be that seems to be part of the thinking and uh, scheduling them do you have any cobblestone roads you're going to uh, pave over? There will be no uh, no cobblestone. But, I mean, just to, to Ethan's point, though, um, you know, we did this two years ago as well, and it was almost uh, almost three to one that it passed. So I, I think the residents in, in Seymour are excited to see these improvements. You know, they understand what we're doing. I think we've done a very good job in putting the information out on our plants, how we're being very mindful of the mill rate. And again, we added all of these things. And last year, we uh, well, my budget asked for less in taxpayer money than the year before. And I project we're going to do the same thing next year, even with all these upgrades. So, you know, we're being very smart with the residents' money. But again, the importance of reinvesting in our infrastructure is right at one of our top priorities. Okay, so let's uh, shift gears for a moment. Today is Friday, September 16th. 
This will post on uh, Monday the 19th. Let's go over the most read stories for the week, Ethan, and then we'll come back and talk about uh, First Selectman Miller's uh, Walk a Mile. Latest that? shenanigan? Yeah, late, that's a good way to describe it. Latest shenanigan. Once okay. again, you've crystallized my thoughts perfectly. Top five most read stories of the week, as usual. And that's from valleyindy.org. From valleyindy.org, and as usual, no wagering. Uh, number five. Shelton Mann detained after standoff. That was uh, something earlier this week over in Shelton. Number four, new Route 8 ramp, new Route 8 north ramp to open Friday in Ansonia. We'd, we'd published that late yesterday, and it's already number four. I don't know. Yeah, it could be open as, we, uh, as we're recording this. I drove yeah, by this morning. Yeah, it might be open right now. Oh, right. I, dr- today, I drove by it? this morning, it and it was today. closed. But, uh, but, yeah, they were readying it uh, they were readying it. We should have. I was thinking as a publicity stunt, we should have like rented a rent a rack and just <laughs> driven it up the ramp and just crashed right into the guardrail. <laughs> we'd been first crash. Uh, number three, Seymour man wins fifty thousand dollars. That hey. was a very popular uh, press release we posted from the Connecticut Lottery. Have I ever mentioned there's a donate button right on our Facebook right, page? Right. Yeah, and the, the I believe in the, the press release, the man said he was going to. Uh, Look, look to donate some of it to he did, uh, yeah. Valley uh, nonprofits. Yeah. Uh, number two, letter leave the cobblestone on Caroline Street. Probably the most popular guest column in in my memory, anyway. Yeah. In terms of comments and you know shares and, and reads. Yeah, um, and it uh, it highlighted my spectacular failure as a local news reporter because they've been talking about. Uh, doing something to that road. We're talking about uh, Caroline Street, where it intersects Main Street in Derby. It was cobblestone. Uh, they've been talking about it for a while. I remember them talking about it in July. I remember a resident stood up probably two years ago and said, hey, you got to do something about this road. You know, it's really becoming an issue. I understand it has, uh, you know, some sentimental value, mm-hmm. but we got to do something. One of my neighbors mentioned, hey, they're going to tear up cobblestone. I was like, ah, it was one of those things I put it on the list. Uh, then it sort of happened, and... Uh, we had to use Mark Anthony as his letter, sort of, uh, to get something out there. And the, I mean, that's that was really well read. The comments on social media were just nonstop. Right. It totally took me by surprise. Mm. As somebody who didn't grow up in Derby and only yeah, lived here too. about a decade, I had no idea how attached people were to that road. Yeah, so. I remember my first. I I moved here in 2012 when I got this job. I live in Shelton, uh, right across the river from Derby. And I can't, I think it was like you had sent me to like Derby City Hall to get a, a minute, minutes, meeting minutes from something or, or something. But I, I specifically remember the first and last time driving right. down Caroline because like you make a right turn, you know, from you, it, it seemed like I, I made a wrong turn somewhere. I ended up on Caroline Street. Then I was like, oh, like, I guess this goes to Route 34. So I know where I'll be right there. So like I kept going and then you get to that cobblestone part and, and like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, essentially, it's what it, happens. It's like if, it's if, like going off roading, and like this is. I have a Jeep, so like I, I could imagine what it's like for someone in like a Chevy Lumina or something. Yeah, it, basically, that road. If you don't maintain a road for a good fifty, 50 years, that's yeah, what it yeah, looks like. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't know. Like I, I'm as big a fan as hi- of history as the next guy, but I, you know, it just seems like there, there might be a better place for cobblestones than a very steep hill going into the most busy road in town. But, uh, you know, 
I, I, on the flip side, like, yeah, it's obviously a sentimental value for a lot of people. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was an interesting one. Um, are you planning to destroy any uh, <laughs> local beloved Seymour uh, landmarks? Uh, at this point, we have nothing scheduled, but I'm sure I can be convinced. If you have you any had, ideas? If you had, yeah, well, I was going to ask you if you had to eliminate one. Hmm. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. You, that community center would be gone. <laughs> well, you'd want to rebuild it. Yeah. I'm just. Uh, and the then pool. number one. With the pool. Yeah. The pool yeah. Number one story. This was a story published last night. Whoa. Sex offender protest derby FD decision. That's a story Eugene wrote about a former derby firefighter who's uh, filed a complaint with a state commission alleging discrimination against the derby fire department but the fire department says you know there's valid reasons we don't want the guy as mm. part of our fire department and not a lawsuit i think some people keep no no yeah. yeah it's i mean it might turn into a lawsuit but uh like chro you basically have to go to the the commission on human rights and opportunities uh before uh, you sue somebody so who knows if that that might be the direction it eventually goes okay hey thanks for that ethan so mm-hmm. now turning back to our guest, Seymour First Selectman, Kurt Miller. What, is it J. Kurt? What's the, what, what's the uh, w? Well, w. W. Kurt Miller? My real name is William Kurt Miller. And the fir- actually the first time I was on the ballot, I was on as William K. Miller. And nobody realized who it was because I, I don't go by William. So people didn't vote for me because they didn't think it was me. And oh, that's why. Yeah. No. Come on, <laughs> come on now. It wasn't um, your desire to destroy the community center? It, no, 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 at that point. So I switched it to W. Kurt, so that way people would know who I am. And I I hate the W, and you know, you guys sometimes put it out there. Well, that's what that's how well, I like, knew it. Well, official documents, too. Yeah. So like, you well, know, I don't yeah. even know where we got that from, but yeah, we would. Yeah. Well, it was like all the uh, the print media, you know, because they had to use the formal name. I guess that, that's yeah. the that's No, the I remember style. my first job that there was like... And, uh, and then an I realized edict. there was like okay. the, the official style Even of the, the newspaper. Even the person didn't want it. Yeah, it was yeah. like what the name on the ballot is the name you use in the story. It's like we don't care if they go by buddy to their friends or what. It's like no, you huh. use the name on the ballot. But I know, dropped I, that. I off. never I, saw the point of that really. I, and I kept like, seeing W. Kurt Miller, and I was just like, you know what? We're making our own. We're going to be rebels. We're going to drop the W. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what you uh, preferred. No, I don't. It's good to have that. Hey, do you think that do you think the towns uh, like Derby's talking about changing, making their uh, charter gender neutral so there wouldn't be alder man, you could you could be alder woman or a chairperson? Do you think that should something that should be formalized? No, I'm probably getting myself in trouble (laughs) for that. But I'm gonna be honest with you, we have bigger problems in the world than stuff like that, and unfortunately, that's the stuff that we focus on, and then we wonder why our state is in the fiscal crisis that it's in. I mean, I think we need to focus on. You know the true mechanics of running these towns, and once we have them sorted out, then we can go back and, and take care of things like that. But you know, if you give the people the respect they're due, I don't think their title means anything. To be quite honest. All right. Speaking of the actual mechanics of running the towns, there's been a lot of talk in the past couple of weeks. I'm sure you've been following it about... He's been uh, in Europe. I'm sure you've been following it anyway, about the judge's decision. Stayed on top of it. The uh, education funding case. And uh, it just came out yesterday that the state's going to appeal that decision. Um, The the judge basically said that the way that, you know, this patchwork system of different towns Mm -hmm. funding their school systems with, uh, you know, big grants from the state, you know, unevenly distributed distributed 
uh, throughout the state. Is there uh, a question in this? Is unfair. And he asked the General Assembly to like, fix to it that. within six months. It's a Chris Matthews question. Yeah. Oh, boy. And, uh, you know, yesterday the state attorney general, a Democrat, announced that he's going to appeal it. A lot of Republicans came out and said, like, you know, you're just trying to delay the inevitable. Uh, do you have a, an opinion on it one way or the other? Seymour's not in as dire a position as, say, you know, Ansonia or Derby, but... No, I mean, Seymour, we get in the, you know, the mid-70s of our funding. Is it what we're supposed to get? No. We should be getting a lot more based on the formula. But, you know, I think it's a great thing that this ruling came down. I think it's going to benefit a lot of communities out there that are getting their fair shake. But the question I have is, how are we going to pay for it? I mean, I understand we're probably going to take money away from some of the other towns and give it to other towns, but there's only so much money that the state has. And, and the bigger fear that I have with the judge giving them 180 days, I believe it was, to, uh, to come up with a plan, that's going to carry them into you know January, February, March time frame. They have a budget that they have to put together with a $2 billion hole. And the concern I have bigger concern than any of this is they don't finish that budget until August or September. So they give the towns numbers that don't actually stay true. So we're two or three months into our fiscal year and the state pulls the rug out from under us and says, you're not going to get X amount of state funding. That's the bigger concern that I have. I think this is something that should be done in the off year, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I think the legislature is going to be very busy. Um, you know, starting in January, I think you're going to see a lot of changes in the legislature. I think there's going to be a lot of new folks up there. Um, so I, I just think the timing is quite awful. You know, in getting to, you know, the political aspect of this and the attorney general saying that, you know, he's going to fight it, I find that ironic that the attorney general essentially works for the governor and the governor is one of the mayors the, of the original group of people that put this together. Mm. So who's plaintiff then defendant. Yeah, yeah I, I find that. And, you know, I understand the governor said it's, so I'm going to leave the decision to the attorney general, but come on, you're the governor of the state of Connecticut. Take a stand. Don't just pass. The <laughs> and then nobody on thinks like that this. actually happened. Everybody thinks, of course that, not. Yeah. Of course not. And that's the, yeah, I mean, the governor and I are very close as you know, so I'm sure him and I will sit down over a cup of coffee and discuss it. All right. There is uh, some news First Selectman Miller wants to uh, convey to listeners of this podcast. Uh, and it, you actually broke it on the office of the First Selectman of Seymour, Connecticut Facebook page earlier today. Uh, go ahead. Talk to us about it. You're going to... Uh, I just want to... Are you going to be wearing high heels? No. And, okay. No, no. That's a little too much. So let's introduce it before I butcher it. <clears throat> well... As, as everyone knows, the month of October in Seymour is Pink Month, and we have a lot of events that, that go on. Uh, one of the things that was actually started by my predecessor, uh, First Life and Paul Roy, was something that he, he called Walk a Mile, where guys got together and they walked from the community center over to Hot Tamales in High Heels to help raise money for uh, Seymour Pink and, and the fight against breast cancer. We've been kind of pushing that each year, uh, kind of stretching the limits a little bit. And what we found was we were raising a lot of money, but we weren't getting a lot of guys that actually wanted to do that. So last year I made the decision that we were not going to have uh, what we were calling the pink promenade. I instead was going to walk the entire 5K in high heels, which I did. Um, just an awful decision on my part. <laughs> I had muscles in my legs that I didn't know existed that hurt for, for weeks afterwards. But this year, we were thinking of a way that we could try to top that. And I was having a conversation with uh, Alex Nanka. Alex works for the town. 
and we were just kind of kicking some things around, and he came up with the ridiculous idea of pushing a car the entire 5K. I think he said it thinking, you know, kidding around, and I said, that's fantastic. That's what we're going to do. So we've lined up a car. There's going to be myself and nine other guys, and Is we're it going a smart to, car. Or like, I, I will unveil tomorrow the car on a Saturday. On a Is Saturday, it like a seventy-seven Cadillac Eldorado or something, like something that's like eight thousand pounds. It could be something, um, and we're going to push hmm. that thing for the three point one miles. The ton of us, we're going to have it specially done. We're selling advertising space. Our goal is uh, ten thousand dollars. Where's the advertising space? Can where, where will it's going it to be, be like a NASCAR, like on the car. Yep. <laughs> What's the? Uh, have you done like a, uh, like the course profile uh, in terms of elevation? Is, is it an uphill course at any point? Well, it starts and finishes in the same place. So like you can argue you go up just as much as you okay. go down. The biggest issue is going to be, for those of you that live in Seymour and know the area, getting up the hill towards the library. Hmm. But more importantly, coming down the hill from the library towards 67. Yes, yeah, so. there's come to some. There's got to be somebody in the driver's seat. Like We're gonna have one of the uh, Seymour the High School cheerleaders is gonna sit in the car and she'll steer and work the brakes. But we're also gonna have public works trucks set up. Uh, with in some chains, okay. yeah, just in case we're gonna we're gonna be safe. So this is gonna you be awesome. Want, you, know, you don't want the thing ghost riding down. Yeah, no, no. But again, it's our goal is ten thousand dollars. We have two weeks to do it. I have a thousand dollars already committed to me right off the bat. And, and when oh, is wow. that? When is that five k? Uh, it is October first. So oh, okay. it's uh, two weeks from tomorrow. So you just signed up for the hall one, but. I'm not going to be. That's an, that's Thanksgiving. I'm not going to be trained enough for, for to do the that one. Well, you can come and you See, can walk alongside with a camera and maybe uh, you know live tweet or something. <laughs> or get in the car. We should do a bro. No, we try no, to no, do, no. He's do way t- no, no, no. He's too big to get in I've the been car. Running, Could, man. We're not adding extra weight. Oh, it'd be awesome. Come on, you could raise a couple of more dollars. Mm. Kill a Valley Indie reporter. That'll raise a lot of money. At least in the city of Ansonia. They'll <laughs> oh, yeah. They'd, oh, Ansonia would spend big money. <laughs> so you're looking to raise $10,000 in the next two weeks yes. to go to Seymour Pink. Yes. And, and, that's, and you're going to be starting a GoFundMe page in the next... Uh, GoFundMe page is up. I'll be sending the link out. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. well, since this is Monday, I'll be sending the link out on Friday for any resident who just wants to donate you know, five or ten bucks. That's greatly appreciated. But we have a lot of corporate sponsors lined up um, that will be putting some money money forward so that's a great idea it's going to be uh, great to see a great community event have you given any thought to i just as we're just uh not to go edit your idea but uh you know you ever see those strongman competitions where they pull cars with their teeth mm-hmm. <laughs> has there been alex danka is a strong man alex have he's you, the reigning ta- two year in a row taco eating champion right is he gonna eat tacos before this uh, let's, <laughs> let's, let's hope he's he's ready to push so, so I guess I'm announcing one of my pushers now. One of the nine other members of Team Pink Promenade is Alex Danka. So he I hope be, so. It was his idea, Kurt. Yeah, you yeah, cut him no, out of that. That would be yeah, low. No, no, no. I would never, wouldn't do that. So Plus, who are some... All right, let's get... Who else is going to be here? We're going to have uh, 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 Rob Kane. <laughs> Rob Kane is on a short list of pushers, yes. <laughs> he's skinny, though. He's in good shape, but he's skinny. I don't know how much he's going to add to the... Uh, it's it's all physics. Team. He's tall, thin, long levers. He can last too. Yeah, he looks. He's a runner. Uh, Len Green. Len Green is on, is on a short list as well. You guys can probably guess the, the nine Al people. Bruno. <laughs> Al Bruno. <laughs> guys are three for three. Who else? I well, although that's the board of selectmen. So get sec- uh, uh, Deputy Chief Paul Sikowski. Yep, four for four. Who else? This is. 
you got any celebrities in there? You got to get oh, Chaz or AJ. Have you approached them yet? Uh, actually, I'm going to now that it's it's announced, I'm going to reach out to Chaz. Um, Chaz he's usually he's usually very good about um, giving us some time on the air to help promote. Get Loretti over things. there. No, Mayor Loretti. Listen, Mayor Loretti, Mayor Loretti will just direct. Mayor Loretti's a runner uh, though. He, Competitive. Oh, he's running in the, uh, I don't know if he's running, but he's oh, okay. he, Mayor Ray's a good runner. I know he, don't he's, a, he's a plank holder in the whole yeah. race. Yeah. Well, we have a, yeah. a former uh, guest on your show, Stefan Bohuniak's going to enjoy it. Gonna, oh, gonna there's another, oh, this is bipartisan. This car <laughs> is bipartisan <laughs> support. Pushing a car knows no political bounds. He's a big boy, good shape, young kid. We're going to put him square at the back of that thing and just have him push. So that's awesome. That's coming up. So there'll be a ton of information on that because yep. everybody that is just uh, media friendly and it's a great community event. People will love to donate and share. Uh, so keep an eye out for that, people. So let's let's conclude. We got we got a couple of minutes. We can talk this week about. In uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry, Ethan. Yeah, I always skip that. Let's do uh, this week in history. Oh, no. Ethan's excited to do it. There must be some type of Bolshevik revolution. <laughs> there tied. is actually, uh, but we start off September nineteenth, nineteen oh five. Many in the Valley hail a new state law that forbids Connecticut drugstores from selling cocaine. 1905. I just thought that was interesting. Oh, that's positive. Also interesting, September 20th, 1905, the, Derby. The, the good old days. Yeah. Derby. Division, and in, in, in this is, ties into our previous conversation about Caroline Street. Division well, Street. Now you, you, just, you just gave the punchline. Don't do that. What are you what are you, Sal Gouvernale with these Gouvernale. Don't Don't call back to the early... Okay. Who are you, Division Street is in deplorable condition as it has not been repaired since being washed out in a rainstorm several weeks ago. 1905. Also, Main Street is in bad shape as well, but many are hopeful after the cobblestones between Birmingham oh. National Bank and Elizabeth Street were repaired. So apparently there was cobblestones on Main Street back in the day and they caused a lot of complaints until they were repaired. Second floor at Derby City Hall, they have pictures uh, in the hallway of all the old cobblestone streets. Oh, Actually, right, The mayor right, was right, pointing right. them out yep, to me yep, yep. Uh, earlier this week. Uh, uh, September 20, 1906, Ansonia, the Ansonia Opera House, reopens as a roller skating rink to a huge crowd. Um, and there's, if you go to derbyhistorical.org, which is where we get these from, uh, if you go through the This Week in History, uh, you could click on a link to find out more. Uh, that just reminded me of that scene from Heaven's Gate where they all roller skate. Monday, September 21st, 1908. <laughs> Ansonia, Miss Clara Barton. We should have a poll to see how many people get that reference, the Heaven's Gate roller skating <laughs> reference. Miss Clara Barton, 88 years old, founder of the American Red Cross, is a f guest of the Drew family on New Street in Ansonia. Wow. Where she was photographed, and uh, the photos are in the collection of the Derby Historical Society. Huh? Uh, September 22, 1906, Shelton becomes the first Connecticut town to hold a legal socialist caucus. I'll just stop that one right there. Wow. September 22, 1935, Ansonia, uh, 89-year-old Civil War veteran George Lyon dies at his Holbrook Street home. Born in Ireland in 1847, he enlisted with the 2nd New Jersey Volunteer Cavalry at the age of 16, fought at the Battle of Mobile Bay. That's where David Farragut said, damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead, and was shot in the left shoulder during a raid in Mississippi. He was mustered out in 1865 and initially settled in Seymour, 
before coming to Ansonia many years ago. I just thought that was poignant. Yeah. 1935. I want that guy next to me pushing a car. Civil War veteran uh, passes away in Ansonia. Cool. So that's that, it. Those are good choices. Yeah, and you blew right through it. So let's conclude talking about your Euro trip. Well, hold on. Are you volunteering to help push the car? Because <laughs> we can go from what? 10 to 11 for you. That's not a problem. Can I just hem and haw? Well, you know. I, uh, Why don't you put like a GoPro you on your head? <laughs> Oh, and an you idea. can just live stream Every, it right ideas, to your Facebook. People, all, all, everybody hits us up with these ideas, and it's always to, I, we don't have a GoPro. What do you mean you don't have a GoPro? Everybody's got a GoPro. Yeah, like, like Go. the, donate a GoPro to the, uh, we, we should set up a uh, GoPro. What are you, drunk? Fund okay. or something, you know? A little Irish coffee to, this to, morning to, for him. To fill it, yeah. It's an idea. But you would obviously want Ethan. I, you know, <laughs> you don't want me on there. Why? You volunteered. I'll take anybody. I, I can I can barely walk up the stairs. You had but said wait. are there going to be any celebrities, and you would fill that. You are the, a celebrity. Compared to Chaz or AJ? Well, that's true, but <laughs> I don't know if they'll be pushing. See, he's thinking about it now. The hook's in. We'll let, we'll let him swim around the pond a little bit. I just want to say we can't get we, Chaz. We, didn't we, get, we tried to get Chaz. We tried to get Chaz. Do it. We're too, no. He's too big for us. He, he wouldn't come here. If we, if we had gone there, we might have been able to get him. But it was just the We got the, Jim the time. Florentine. Yeah, Jim yeah. Florentine. We just didn't have enough time. And we got the guy uh, from uh, Gremlins. Oh, yeah. And the Chaz ask was, that was before we knew we could do it on the phone. So he might have done it if we could have do it could have done it on the phone. All right. Perhaps. Whatever. Uh, you were in, you recently uh, went on a tour of Europe. Yes. I wouldn't call it a tour. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you doing? You were, what was the, the conference you, you went to? It was the Global Parliament of Mayors, which was held in The Hague, which is in the Netherlands. So what was that like? What was the purpose? And then They were looking to have a UN-type setup for mayors across the globe, so a way we can all come together, communicate, meet, try to address uh, global issues. You know, the whole premise was that mayors are, are much closer to the residents than you know, your federal government is, so we can be more impactful on things. Um, you know, they, the refugee crisis, as an example, uh, regionalization, different things like that. So, was there anything particularly striking that you learned that you're taking back? Um, to, uh, it was it was interesting. More? It was interesting to hear the issues that a lot of these other city mayors address. You know, the mayor of New Delhi, as an example, his biggest concern were residents being attacked by packs of wild dogs. That's so okay. it was quite interesting to talk to him a little bit about about that, but. Honestly, every mayor that you talked to wanted to talk about the election between uh, oh. Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. That was the biggest they thing. They want to know your take yeah. on it. What's Wow. And, you know, it was funny. Neil O'Leary, the mayor of Waterbury, uh, myself, and Joe DeLong, who's the executive director of CCM, were the three that went on the trip. And, you know, we were commenting that, you know, we're involved in politics, and I couldn't tell you right now who the prime minister of France was. As an example, Michel Valls. Well, see, there we go. But here, these are just regular members that know everything about the election that's going on in the United States, which mm. is which is amazing. And I could tell you, these mayors are scared. Mm. Yeah, and for different reasons. Some are scared that Trump will win. Some are scared that Clinton will win. It's it's kind of all over the board. That's kind. Of, that's fascinating. I think probably a few more are scared that Trump will win. Like, yeah, let's, let's be honest. Come on. <laughs> well, you know, it is what it is. 
Hey, wasn't there a This Week in History saying uh, Derby had 100% NRA membership at some point? I just really? uh, Yeah, I just there were, I forget what year it was, but there was a bunch of entries like the NRA came through and did like a membership drive and like the, the valley city. the valley towns had like yeah. 100% subscription rates. So So was uh, how long but that was, was that, that was a time like the NRA didn't wasn't always as political as it is it now. wasn't sort of a lobbying group yeah it was, yeah it started like as grassroots like, yeah you know people like it started as in after the civil war it was like people from the city should be able to shoot well you know like not necessarily a great thing <laughs> so These the, days. how long was the uh was the conference and uh it was designed to be two and a half days uh, but it ended up only being two days they cut out the last half day um so we left friday night we had meeting. We flew all night, got into Amsterdam at 7 a.m. We jumped on a train uh, up to the ne- uh, up to the Hague. We put on suits quick. We were at our first meeting at 9:30. Uh, we had meetings all day. Then there was a dinner at night, and then we had meetings on Sunday, and then we came back Tuesday. Yeah, that's fast. That's a once in a lifetime yeah. uh, opportunity. Well, if you can imagine sitting in coach three across, myself, Joe DeLong, and... Did you fly KLM? KLM. Nice. Th- let me tell you something. The friendliest people you will ever meet are the people in Holland. Everybody's smiling. Everyone's happy. Uh, everyone says hello. And, you know, my Did wife, you spend any time in Amsterdam? We or did go into Amsterdam. We went to bike? Yep. Nice. That, what? The... the I feel like a, just a total... It, Amsterdam has, like, the, so the most bikes per capita yeah. of, like, any city Weirdos. in the world, I think. And they have, like, you know, the city bike program in New York, it was, it's basically, like, that, that like, everybody in it, you could just rent a bike, like, yeah, anywhere. Yeah, there's thousands like, of bikes. You know, you know a lot my of wa- stolen bikes, too. My wife tells me I'm a Go to any coffee I, shops? No. No? No, no, no. I don't drink coffee, so I didn't feel the need to go into a coffee shop. Um, but, you know, we did walk around and check the sightseeing things trying to trap me. <laughs> See, but that's not uh, coffee shops in the Netherlands. Aren't be, they're not coffee shops. Yeah. They don't. Well, they have coffee, but um, guys, I'm trying to keep Ethan. I'm trying to keep this high-minded. Well, you know, one I'm of trying the things to learn about one of the things that's very impressive over there, and my wife tells me I'm a kind of a dork all the time because when I go to a different city, I'm constantly looking around at you know the cleanliness of the city or how they move people around in the city and you know different things like that. The Netherlands are very impressive. First off, things are very clean. The trains are very active. But every road has a pedestrian sidewalk, a pedestrian, large pedestrian bike path, and then the road. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, to Ethan's point, there's more people riding bikes than there are driving cars. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very open like that. Yeah. People are constantly and, like, moving yeah, around. Any, any European train system puts anything here oh, to shame. To shame. To shame. But. I had a question. You had mentioned uh, your wife and your family there. So essentially, you went over alone. I mean, with the other two yes. uh, representatives. So, how did, this may be an awkward question, but how does your wife uh, put up with that? Because uh, I know, like, I, there's conferences I would want to go away to, but uh, it's just so hard. How did you balance? And how do you... Uh, well, the f- I mean, my wife's used to me traveling. The first uh, five or six years of our marriage, I was traveling. Uh, extensively for work so she was used to it that's she was getting her master's um you know now with the kids we're just in a rhythm i'm never home anyway (laughs) to be honest with you there's so many things pull you in so many different directions so my wife runs the house uh basically herself so there was really and you know it was over a weekend uh my son's older now so he you know he's 15 he kind of does his own his own thing um so it was basically just my daughter was really of any concern and then just, just along those lines, because I mean, first selectman uh, in Seymour, it, it, it's a full time. 
It is full time. Okay, but you also own a business in town. How do you? We have people that I mean, my father's still involved in the business, and then we hired another funeral director, who helps my father out. So then that allows me just to kind of pop in and out as needed. Um, so you know, I probably put in fifteen or twenty hours a week there. And did you and hire nights, the, weekends. Other, the other funeral director because you became uh, yeah. first selectman to help yep. the business? Okay, that's yeah. fascinating there. I was just wondering how you... Because sometimes, you know, we think that, uh, you know, you become first selectman and, and, and that's your... But so you have two full-time jobs or you're, you're saying... Well, it's, it's a, a full-time and a part-time. But, okay. you know, first selectman, it's not really a nine-to-five type job. I'm not going to tell people that I'm in the office every day at 8 and I leave at 4.30. A lot of times I'll come in at 10 o'clock because we don't go home until... Mm-hmm. you know 10 o'clock at night so you know it's I, I think any elected official will tell you they put in 60 70 80 hours a week anyway just with with the different things okay that was a random question but thanks for answering i just was on my mind time management ethan it's all about time management mm. the uh you have a seymour selectman meeting it'll be uh tomorrow tomorrow when night. this yep. goes uh when this goes there, tuesday yeah. uh anything on there <coughs> jump out at you or is there anything on there people should know about in advance or should we be storming the norma drummond room come come tuesday well i'd like to say so so you guys will show up and cover a meeting well I, you know get me I, i'm looking at this I, I got i got derby p and z on tuesday right and seymour selectman and then you look at the agenda and i'm like all right what what would what's help what's, me out help me like what would Something I'm looking? All right, I just brought up the agenda. Yep. Call the meeting to order. Pledge of Allegiance. Public comment. Uh, public comment is usually approve. fun because you never know what people are going to say. It's unpredictable. That's, yeah. that's a tough thing to bank on, though, because then you got yeah. all right. Derby's going to be talking about a specific subject that I know they're going to talk about. Keep going. There's so one this two one, issues here. Now you I got like. it's the, the 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 scale is tipping in P and Z's favor in Derby here. No, nope, keep going. Unless people donate and we get a third person, we could actually. Okay, then it's the first selectman's report. Which is always good. Which is always new. You always keep that under wraps. Yep. Also makes it hard to yeah. mm-hmm. try to plan what meeting to cover. Uh, oh, Ethan's big on this one. Discussion and take possible action regarding awarding bid for LED streetlight conversion <laughs> project. Yeah, that's a big one. We've been working on that for about six months. We're at the end of the line now. So. Okay, here's one. Discussion. But that will not- save residents about $130,000 a year in taxes. So while it's not uh, sexy, it's... Um, Functionally a very good thing for the town, plus it's good for the environment, Ethan being the uh, the green guy that he is, appreciates that stuff. Discussion and take possible action regarding the renaming of yep, Silvermine Silver Silver in Industrial Park, uh, home to Andy's Bounce House. Andy's Bounce House, yes. So you're renaming it. Potentially. Possibly. Potentially. Uh, you got to come to find out. Who, what would be... Uh, the possible name change. What are you changing it to? Possibly, we'll put a few of those out on Tuesday night. The Gene Sasson. Wait, I saw this somewhere. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, somebody did a story on it. Right? I don't right? think so. No. The Catherine Was Matthews it? Industrial Park. No. Well, isn't the park the... named after Catherine Matthews right out that way too? Well, there's the the yeah the softball field. It's right there. Okay. Yeah. So that's that would that would be appropriate. So you, you uh, know, oh, everything you're saying is partially correct, but partially why we're changing it. The, oh come on now! No, you're, I, now you're getting, I, I said you? it was going to be renamed the Gene Sosnovich Industrial Park. Is that partially correct? Well, you know, Gene does <laughs> attend every meeting, so I mean, there'd be, you know. <laughs> okay. So oh, what's wrong with Eugene, the word Silvermine? Eugene's mad now. Who said there's anything wrong with Silvermine? 
the fish bypass is named after Mr. Pollock. Yeah, well, yeah, former first selectman of state representative Paul Pollock. Is this going to be? I thought I saw somewhere that this might be named after him. Him? No. Or someone over there. No. So you're not going to give us any hint. No. No one's listening at this point. We're like 45 minutes into this. Just, just Everyone's drop it. 48 li- minutes. I think you'll know that people listen to my entire segment. No, okay. I'll, all kidding aside, the concern we have is you know industrial park brings back the olden days of yeah, it's a terribly kind of generic, a commerce park. dirty. So we're looking at technology. We're looking at but commerce. It, but we're if you call at, it technology or commerce, that's going to be out of date quickly too then we, we make a change but if you look at the businesses that are currently up there a lot of them are using Gineski industrial park Gineski? no 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 well i mean listen basement systems has certainly done a lot but there's a lot of other great companies up there as well i just took a tour with larry and another developer uh walking through all nine of basement systems buildings it's it's quite impressive what he's done up there but you know mpi's up there they're very successful uh, jv precision Thule. Um, there's a lot, a lot of big companies up there, but they're doing that high-tech manufacturing. It's not the olden days of you know the factory assembly line. It's very different now. So we want to have a name that attracts those types of businesses uh, to Seymour. So will the name Silvermine uh, stay? Uh, they could. Yep. Do we have another minute where I could ask a question? I just remembered this. Should have earlier. Mm-hmm. Miller time. The uh, but technology. A, a few, I think the last time you were here, you talked about the uh, Tritown Plaza. Mm-hmm. Mr. Specter, the owner, wow. uh, was going to be in town in September. Yep. And since it is September now, yep. I was just wondering: is, is he has he come to town? He Does did. he plan to? He what's did. The, what's the latest? Um, we actually met for lunch. When? Uh, would you like to know what we had too? <laughs> Maybe when? <laughs> it was right after Labor Day. Okay. Um. And uh, actually, it was Labor Day. Where'd you Chilean go? Stone Bass. Throw? What is, yeah. uh, it was. It was a secret restaurant we went to. No, we actually left Seymour because um, I wanted him to be able to freely talk and not have you know people wondering or reporters like you two uh, sniffing around. They actually went right under your noses. But um, yeah, no. The no. pawn shop. You <laughs> ate at the pawn. <laughs> we, ate, we ate the pawn shop. Crave. Uh, no, no, no. So, but you know, his he was talking about. Um, some things he can do to expand the site that he currently has and also take down uh, the buildings. So the plan that he has in place now is to knock down uh, a bunch of the buildings. You know, the, the movie theater and the other building to the left of the movie theater, that'll stay. And then the uh, liquor store, Drew's, and then the new cabinet shop, and then my favorite restaurant, Alberto's, um, those will all stay. But the rest of those buildings will come down, and what he's looking to do is make a little bit more of a village-type feel. Um, and he wants to fill in. Um, there's a big hole over by Dunkin' Donuts, Ethan's favorite place there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He wants to I, fill I that back every in. Every day, it's the best Dunkin' Donuts in the to, to add some additional parking so we can have this uh, kind of village feel-type thing. Does he have any... Is this all verbal ideas at this point? Does he have any plans? Like how he how, was because uh, people are very cynical about Tritown. No, understood, understood. And um, he's putting the plans in place now. He wanted to get from me an understanding of what could and couldn't be done. Uh, we sat down. We actually brought the town engineer out. We had some conversations, uh, giving him an idea of what would be allowed, what wouldn't be allowed. He's going to put some plans in place, and I expect uh, this fall we'll start to see some activity there. And then, and I think in the spring is when you'll see. 
um, a lot going on at Tritone Plaza. And prior to uh, any work starting, what types of permissions or permits does he need to get from the town? Uh, to take the buildings down, he'd need a demolition permit. And then if he were to do um, make any changes to the buildings and things, he would need to go to uh, planning and zoning because he'd need to get some variances and things for his parking So make we, sure that's all. So uh, to sort of follow this as it goes forward, the first thing to look for would be to whether he pull w- whether he pulls a demo permit and then there's going to be some type of application mm-hmm. possibly in front of the uh, P and Or Z. that application yeah. might come first. He might, you know, I'm just thinking out loud, but, you know, you might want to get those approvals before spending money on demo, but who knows? Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, how confident are you that something will actually? I mean, uh, you know, eighty-five percent. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, there's some other factors outside of the town's um, realm that he needs to deal with. He might have to deal with the Army Corps engineers. He's on a state road, so he's going to have to do some stuff with state DOT, some different things like that. Things that we can't control. Is there anything happening in the economy or locally or on the national level that's makes this uh, more likely to happen? Yes. Then not? I think what you're not seeing anymore are the big box stores. What you're starting to see are more of those small villagey type feels. I mean, what retailers now are looking for are those, you know, 25,000, 30,000 square foot buildings. They don't necessarily want 100,000 square feet anymore. So I think by him taking these buildings down and making it more pad sites, you know, kind of build the suit type things, I think it's going to be a lot more activity there. As he mentioned, I'm just just throwing this out here. I know across the street, sort of there, uh, Fountain. What is it? Fountain Lake. Fountain Lake. Uh, the Sinto development mm-hmm. is progressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that help? Town Plaza at all? Or I think I it know. definitely does because those people are going to need to come down the hill and they're going to want amenities. I think that whole Derby Avenue strip is going to become extremely attractive down there for whether it be restaurants or a, a hotel or. Something again, as I said before, I came here. I was meeting with a developer who's interested in coming into Seymour. He's looking at a couple pieces of, he's of a property. Com- commercial developer, mm-hmm. or yep. yep, he's considering you know a hotel. He's considering um, some retail strips. So I mean, there's some opportunity there. He's looking. Yep, and the it's movie nice. Movie theater is going to stay open as far as you movie know. Theater, oh, Plaza, right? Movie theater won't be touched. All right, good. No. I love that movie theater. As do I. Right, I did, that's why I take. Uh, we saw the us. only one in the or that well, in the, 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 the other Seymour. Yeah, Seymour has the monopoly on of all the things in Shelton. You'd think they'd have a movie theater, but nope. Interestingly, they do not. It's not allowed. All right, I, th- that's uh, we're we we went slightly over, but oh. I think that's okay. Uh, w and what, what's that radio station we're on? One hundred three point WNHH. They can just hit LP. They can just hit stop. Uh, Why would they do that? Maybe they'll just let it run a little bit longer. We got Tom Ficklin coming up next. (laughs) Can't you got to cannot step on his toes? Yeah, you can't. It's it's you know we got this other stuff. Uh, But is there anything else you want to add to maybe that we're not asking you? No, since we uh, no, just that you guys are my favorite online newspaper in the valley. Just want to make that very clear to everyone out there. Take that patch. You just got major shade uh, from Seymour First Selectman Hamlet, Kurt Hamlet Hubby. W. Kurt Miller. Wait, there's no patch in the valley, is there? there? There is sort of. And the Daily Voice exists somewhere, too, which is... Another. And Ham- Hamlet Hub? Is that still... There's some way... I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's a tough business. Yeah, definitely is. All right, so... Uh, but I have your commitment now for the 5K. You'll be pushing. Ethan's running and you're pushing. P- I won't be running. I well, can you sh- can we get some press? Will you show up and? What we just did a podcast for. <laughs> but I mean, listen, this, the the Seymour Pink folks. I mean, they go crazy in October with events and, yeah. and what they do. And 
Yeah, I think Absolutely. they deserve some extra coverage. So it'd be great if you guys came down, maybe spent a little time with, with Mrs. Deming and her, and her team of people. I'm sure that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, every year we uh, show we them list, a little love for what we, they do. We list all their events, or at least we try to. We mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 it's so much we have a hard time uh, keeping track of. All, it all the pink banners are up in Seymour. Yeah, it is. It is something to see uh, every year. In all seriousness, so, the honor uh, banners. So you're pushing. You don't want me there. I'll slap There's a Valley so Indy sticker Nobody right on that card just for you. Nobody wants to see me you, in you public. Said, <laughs> you said celebrities. You are a Valley celebrity, like it or not. Oh, come on. I'm trying to think. Who could, what, can I get a surrogate? No. It's <laughs> getting awkward. The, now, so for those now nobody's uh, listening. Oh, this right, is right. the point. That for those of you that are still listening, actually, I want you to go into the comments section and tell Eugene that he should do this because it's the right thing to do. I'll get Rick Dunn. Rick Dunn will be my surrogate. I'm going to ask Rick Dunn. Rick Dunn has a, a wonky back. I mean, he'll be he'll be a mess 100 yards in. That'd be great video. <laughs> that, would, that would be kind of funny. <laughs> All right. First Luck Miller, thank you very much for taking the time and, and uh, talking to people about what's going on in Seymour. Thanks for having me as always. Until next time, this is Eugene Driscoll for ValleyIndy.org with this other guy. Hey. Ethan Fry, thanks for stanks. I almost had we'll a professional you. ending. <laughs> Bye. Bye.